Okay. Hello, and welcome to the April episode of the Iacon Underground Patreon special. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David, and this time we have a guest! Uh, hello, this is Kalira, or Kel. Hello. Hello. And, uh... Good to meet you. And we have brought him on, because it is once more into the breach, dear kimono friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, what? It's our fallback thing, and it's good, and, and, and last time you sprung more questions on me that I was prepared for, and and then I had to hear about in, in another Discord channel how I was wrong. Yes, and so, we- so I brought somebody else on to answer your questions. Ooh, well, uh, so yes, I am here to explain how David was wrong about Kimono okay. Friends. Okay. <laughs> Are you our, uh, our new resident Kimono Friends expert then? Uh, apparently. All right. That's- that seems to be how things are. Our- okay. A, a expert, one I could get on short notice. Yes. Who go, who complained the loudest? Our resident <laughs> animaniac, if you prefer. Uh, yeah. uh you probably do not prefer. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> we, we could just say this is a, a special Patreon tier reward that just happened. Yes, that's right. Hassle <laughs> David enough, and you too could guest on a special episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is entirely fair. You got a good microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't spend all the money you could have been spending on a microphone on a Nintendo Switch. So, uh, uh, before before we jump to the episode, can you name one thing that I was most wrong about? Well, I think you were most wrong about the situation involving the director. Ah, uh, yes, I figured that was the problem. Because it's so long ago, I didn't remember... Well, I only got, like, the surface detail that was were confusing on Twitter and... Eh. It- it is admittedly pretty complicated, so I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised that someone who doesn't pay pretty close attention wouldn't be entirely up on what had happened. Yeah. So, so what are the details? Well, basically what happened from what we know, we of course don't have all the information because Japanese corporations are, even as corporations go, very Japanese, if you might say. Yeah. Very, t- well, the corporations, yes. they're tight lipped, they keep things very proper. Stories. Yeah, and Japanese corporations are even more so. So the basic idea that's been pieced together is that, as you probably, as you've discussed, I believe, the um, no one was expecting this property to become successful, right? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty much like even like I, guess, I think they were contractually obligated to make the anime, but they weren't contractually obligated to make it good. Mm-hmm. So they basically. Yeah, because the the game like stopped. What was it like? Four or five months before the anime. It officially even closed the month before the anime started, but usually they know uh, that thing pretty oh, far in close. advance. Yeah. So, but basically, it got sent to a very small studio um, known as um, Yao Yoruzo. I believe that's how it's pronounced. And um, it's a studio of about ten people, and this director who goes by the name Tatsuki, and. He's done some independent short animations. You can find them on YouTube if you're ever interested. They're kind of interesting. And they spent about a year and a half working on this, and it got put out essentially to die. And then yeah. it, 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 everything happened. <laughs> so against all odds, they put out they put out a surprisingly good product. Well, good enough product in like 500 days. Mm. Yeah, and it was about 10 people, 500 days, and that, that doesn't include like voice actresses and stuff because there's 
a million voice actresses in this show. But that's different. That's like that's all contract work and stuff. That's all arranged by the company. So oh, uh, did they do? Uh, do you know if they did the music in house? Uh, uh, aside we'll from the she, we'll she talk about that in a second. I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um. So basically, the anime is produced by something called the uh, production committee system, where a bunch of different companies will come together and provide the funds, and they'll each get a cut based on whatever their specialty is. So um, usually, the higher up in the list, the more the company contributes, and the highest companies in this list company this list was Kato Kawa, which you may have heard of. Um, Kato Kawa is a big company in anime production. They're involved in a lot of things. And uh, they, they, own... they also do a lot of, a lot of uh, book production. Yeah, they, they own, they own, they have book, they have book production, anime production, merchandise, um, games. They, as far as I know, own the actual Kimono Friends IP. It's actually their IP. Okay. So uh, they it's, have it's the... printed on the back of the book I have. So this is like yeah, art books and stuff. Um, the DVD, the Blu-ray release was actually released as books, mm-hmm. and they're these nice yes. uh, sets with the discs and these, these uh, very large, like magazine-sized, uh, full-color art books. Yeah, um, so there's six of those. About like National Geographic, only not as thick. Yeah, they're they're set up to look like a wildlife uh, magazine. I, I actually bought them and. For, for this is the first episode I actually watched an episode on from my nice Blu-rays that uh-huh. I imported. My first anime I ever imported, <laughs> probably only. Yeah. So they and so anyway, Kitakawa owns the IP and it's their property more or less. Uh-huh. So, but there are some other companies involved, like um, Crunchyroll, the anime streaming service here in the U.S. Right. is on yes. the committee, so they actually put in money to help get this help get this made. Nice. Um. But it, so there was a success, and everybody was like, "All right, when's the second season? When's the second season?" And then people at Kitakawa looked at this and were like, "Well, what if we made it? What if we, you know, tried to have more control?" So they wanted more control. And Understandable. The apparently Tatsuki and Yayoruzo weren't playing ball, so they fired them, hmm. which they can do. It's their their IP. It's hmm. they essentially it was it was con- it's contract work. Right, mm-hmm. They contracted this studio to make the anime. They don't work for Kawa. They were hired by Kawa. Right. 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 So, in theory, Kawa can just hire another studio. Uh, this actually happens not infrequently. Um, sh- anime will change c- production companies, change directors, change all sorts of staff members between seasons. And by and large, anime fans don't know and don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Makes cause, sense. well, because in normal 2D animation, you don't notice, or maybe it's a better yeah. production company. It's like, it's a thing, but this is 3D models, so it's a slightly different situation. Well, it, not only that, it's just that in this situation, it happened that the director became well-known as the person who was responsible for Komodo Friends being how it is. <laughs> most anime fans, most most media fans couldn't tell you a huge amount about who was responsible for specific parts of the stuff they watch, right? right. Uh, but in this case, it be- became well known because of the whole situation that Tatsuki was the one who came up with the ideas and made had the whole look and feel of it was his was him. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say so, entirely. Like, wasn't. Uh, wasn't like well, okay. a Crunchyroll consulted early on, like well, um, okay, so somebody suggested like some back of the animals that were going to be in the show? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm digressing already. <laughs> so the character designer is a guy named um, Yoshizaki Mine. Uh, he's most well known as the um, 
as the author and artist for the uh, Sergeant Frog Kuroro Gunzo comics. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And he's um, he created all the original character designs. All the character designs, except for Kaban, were created by him originally. And you can find uh, pictures of the little um, of all of his designs scattered around the internet. And then they're in the then all the books that came with the deep, the Blu-rays. They have oh, so much a more. whole list of the. They have every book has like a couple dozen of these characters and little profiles for them. Nice. But his designs are still pretty different from what they look like in the show. All right. So the actual look of the show and the feel of the show and everything was all pretty much Tatsuki and Yayoruzo, but mostly Tatsuki. So when it came out, and he was active on Twitter, talking to people, and you know, tweeting about upcoming season two and everything, and then he was basically fired by a phone call, uh-huh. and this made people mad. Yeah, I mean, better than fired by a tweet. <laughs> yeah, just barely. <laughs> um, so there was a big campaign to try to stop this, and ultimately. Tatsuki Yoruzo said that they couldn't come to an agreement with Kitakawa, so they are finished with Kimono Friends. They do have a show coming out in a next, not this season that's starting right now, but I think next season or the season after that. So either in June or October. That's by Yoruzo like and directed by Tatsuki. Wasn't there going to be like a preview episode sometime this month? Or did I, I think so, something like that. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. I'd have, I didn't think to look that up. But, and it, and it looks like Komodo Friends. It has the same art style and everything, but it's not related to it yeah. at all. I don't know many more details than that. Um, as for the second season, um, there's been no news on it since sh- shortly after this whole stuff thing went down. And the Twitter account for the, um, the official Twitter account for Komodo Friends, uh, used to be at Kimono Anime or Kimo Fure Anime. I forget which. But now it's just at, um, at Kimono Production or Kimono Project. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So they removed direct reference to anime. So it, if you had, if you asked me, I would say that they couldn't get any studios or directors to bite on wanting to take over. Mm. And I can't really blame them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like Kitokawa can force a director or a studio to do this because they don't own production studios. They contract the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's busy, says they're busy doing something else at the time, well, there's nothing they can do. Right. If no one wants to take on your project, you don't have a project. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, the, that's exactly the situation. And I, and like normally it's not a big deal. Like a director will go do something else and can't do the second or third season of a show. Well, they get a new director. The, a production company is having problems. They can't do the next season. They get another production company. And that's, that happens and it's fine. And most anime fans are like, well, whatever. But in this particular situation, that's just not going to fly. So that's where things stand right now regarding what happened with the director and the status of a second season, which is almost certainly not happening. Yeah. So, you're saying you're pretty sure it's just specifically because they left their old, they fired their old company with bad blood that no one wants to take on their project now? Well, you can't not deal with Kedokawa. Kedokawa is enormous. They're like this, in the top three companies that do what they do in Japan in terms of not just anime, but just general, uh, what we would call here, um, genre media, mm-hmm. right? All right? So they, they're everywhere. But in this specific situation with this specific property, 
I would imagine that most studio heads and most directors are looking at what happened when, when Tatsky was fired and thinking about what's going to happen on Twitter when they say that they're going to be the next director of Komodo Friends uh, and they're the next going to be yeah. the next studio and they're thinking we could do literally anything else <laughs> instead of that. And if we do literally anything else, people won't call us a bunch of scabs. Right. That's, that's exactly what it is. I, it's just that it's a very specific thing to this specific property that's causing the problem. But that's not stopping companies from working with Kotokawa in general. Right. Even though I'm sure a lot of directors are now thinking – are now, you know, less than thrilled about how another director got, got handled. There's not much they can do about that. Right. But they can avoid stepping on that particular landmine. Mm. All right. So – that makes sense. And I mean, the exact details of why are, of course, speculative, like I said. We don't know, and we won't ever know. But that's what people have put, managed to put together mm-hmm. in the most likely situations. So, well, well, thank you. That was most informative. Yes. All right. I always like the, uh, the industry background side of stories, so yeah. hey. Yeah, it, it's, it's, an, it's an unusual story. I mean, it's very unusual. The whole Kimono Friends thing from... Failure to success to almost intentional self-sabotage by Kitakawa <laughs> is just a fascinating story and not one that you hear about much in with anime or it, really with any kind of media like this. Hmm. It was unusually public as well. That is the other thing. It was much more public than is normal. Yeah. Everybody's going to go on Twitter now. Well, because Tatsuki was a rather active on Twitter. It's yeah, not like he, has he was a, saying he has like day to day stuff, but he would post like little clips and, and images every once in a while. It was more than yeah. he would get because that was how we figured out him. Because like, oh, he has a Twitter. Unlike other directors, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most anime directors, like and and animators and some of that. I mean, they may have personal Twitters, but they don't like talk business on them a lot because of issues. Mm-hmm. Although there are some people who know them. I have friends who know. Uh, like Japanese animators on Twitter and they could talk to them about things. Um, like there was a big drama that just went down with another show this season and the status of its production, which was very bad. And um, there's an article about that, which I can touch link to you guys later if you're interested. Hmm. What, what, what series was it? Uh, that March, I Marchin, Marchin Machin, uh Fairy Tale Girls. Marchin? Oh, hmm. I remember um, that. Yeah, it's it it just it it's so bad that the last two episodes actually um are not are not going to air, and we don't know. When oh they're wow, air. it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love those stories. <laughs> All right, but I think we're getting off subject. That happens like once a year. Seems like so. something just doesn't finish. All right, so that is anyway. what happened with Tatsuki. All right, and uh, in that case, shall we uh, move on to our discussion of uh, one of his works? Uh, episode five of Komodo Friends, Lakeshore. I like the idea of referring yes. to episodes of this as someone's work. Like yes. it's part <laughs> of their artistic ovier. Well, it yeah. is. I mean, it really I is. I mean, it is. We don't, but people don't think about it that way, but in, in like, anima- animation is, of course, a highly collaborative, right? Yeah. But this one is less collaborative than most. I guess because there were just so few people I mean, working on it and mm-hmm. in such a limited Time frame. Yeah. Yes. Alright, so Lake. Mm-hmm. 
it's time to go out and around the lake. Uh, shit, I forget the rest of the songs that words that song. I'm bad with songs. To be continued, Arrow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes I know. I know anime jokes. Hip. <laughs> Who will survive? Oh. All right. So we uh, we open uh, where we left off quite some time ago because this picks up after episode four which was the first episode we covered kind of as a as a lark and uh, now we've caught up with it so they have just exited this the weird yes. like maze with a with a fake dinobot living in it yes <laughs> yes uh i i would like to apologize oh my god i was so wrong i listened to the first episode and i could not say kaban's name i kept saying Kaba kanba I don't know why. That's weird. You're weird, David. It is weird. Well, I'm, I'm bad at picking up names, and I had watched up to this episode, but somehow her name didn't stick in my head. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I kept reading the subtitles, it's just bag. <laughs> did you... That's fair. Out of curiosity, you guys watched it from... Did you guys watch it on Crunchyroll, or... or anyway, the, um... Later in the series, they the subs switch from calling her bag to uh, Kaban, and I just don't know if they ever updated the subs on the site for, that, uh, for the previous episodes. Yes, I have not seen a point where they called her bag in the subtitles. So, oh, no. oh, okay, because okay, yeah, because yeah, I have I have copies downloaded from when it first uh, was yeah. put up, and it, they called her Bag Chan. Yeah, uh, how how we did this is, is Jan, you watch on Crunchyroll, right? Yes. Okay. Um, we've had well, Rob's had problems before, so I. Acquired him a copy to watch. Uh, I think it's a Canada yeah, thing. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, quite likely. And I just I watched my Blu-ray, so I have no idea what they said this episode. <laughs> There's no <laughs> subtitles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Just for the the official sub started calling her Bag Chan, but then around the halfway point they switched to Kaban, and I just was wondering if they had retroactively changed that because I've never actually checked on the site again since I first watched it on there to check. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Something else uh, I have always seen it since we picked up with episode four a little while back as as Kaban. Oh, okay, that's interesting that they that they went back and did that. Yeah. Also, I I just want to go ahead as as uh, as the resident lesbian here. I want to go ahead and get all the jokes about beavers out of the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they sure give you a lot this episode, don't they? <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm done. That's it. Thank you. I no, I, no, I just had really... it. Uh... I I can't imagine you're done because uh, I think this might be the gayest episode of the series. Oh, I mean there there's a lot there are a lot of other things yeah. too, but just specifically. <laughs> oh. Haha, beavers. Oh, okay. okay, now I mean, we this, move on. I mean, in summary, this is the episode where Caban and Serval. Get a lesbian couple to move in together. Yes, yeah. which is not that is... hard. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it takes them like twenty no. minutes. Yeah, no. that's that's a long time. Well. All right. So, and they they even just met. Like they even introduced. Yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> well. So anyway, we begin four episodes in. Uh, the Japari bus is finally up and running. This thing, get this thing up and running, was like getting the techno drone. Uh, up and running. Yes. Like, I, it only took like really, well, sort of two and a half episodes. Cause they didn't find it until yeah. the second episode. Still, then they couldn't find the battery, then it was stuck in Dimension X. 
<laughs> the neutrinos showed up, and it was a whole thing. Usagi Ojimbo. There, there was, there was a, an, an alien brain inside a robot fat guy. I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> Called him anyway. Brain Chan. This thing is on the move, and it is headed towards a lake. <gasps> dun dun. Yep. And we also finally get some explanation as to how uh, Lucky Beast is driving this thing without visible arms. <laughs> Good, because that was kind of a thing we were wondering. I, I told you, it's Wi-Fi. Yeah, he, 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 I, I would imagine that they are like portable Wi-Fi hotspots. That would seem to make things a lot easier, right? Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. thought it was, we're just supposed to imagine it. It's like how strong bad can type with boxing gloves on. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, you never know with the show when they're just going to do something that is a necessity of their art style or when they're going to explain it. Yes. Yeah. There's actually quite a few things in this that seem like they are just conceits of the art style that actually end up getting Ooh. explained. Aha. Yes. Or, or at least explained in the book that comes with it, like uh, the yes. clipping that happens. There's yes, actually a yes, page that explains the happens. clipping. Yes, David showed us that. That was pretty great. <laughs> yes. Did he, did he, did he explain, did he actually explain it to you? Yes, I, about I think I the, like the explanation part. The translation of it. All I remember it, was kimonoplasm. Yes. Yes, kimonoplasm. <laughs> yeah, the, there are, yes, wait, are there entire bodies or is it just their clothes and animal parts that were Their, their, bo- their bodies are human bodies. Right? <laughs> they are, they have essentially fully functional human bodies. And then their clothes and their animal parts are made of komodoplasm. And the uh, animal parts are also functional. Like, uh, like uh, Serval has better hearing because of her animal ears. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, like animals that would normally have trouble like hearing in the human range, they can hear because of their human ears. Uh-huh. But their clothes are also made of the same material, but it's because it's not... Like they don't see it as part of their bodies. It is it is is flimsier, and sometimes their animal parts clip through it. <laughs> and if a friend really wanted to, they would be able to remove their animal parts. With no, <gasps> uh, that is croated Bergian with no harm. Yes, yes. I don't know if there are any records of it ever actually happening, but it is theoretically possible. It's terrifying. So yeah, they. Yep, the show. The show's like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we we get a little uh, a little later into the episode, we get some sort of casual dropping of something vaguely horrific that I will get to when we get to it. Yes. Oh, oh okay. Anyway, so uh, Lucky Beast explains that the the bus is being driven via Wi-Fi, but there is a steering wheel, so uh, it could be driven by somebody who does have arms, and unfortunately. <laughs> It is Serval who takes her up on this. It's time for and... Toots the driving cat. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe you beat me yeah. to the Toots' joke. <laughs> yeah. I had to step in real quick and make sure I got that in there. And indeed, much like Toots's, uh Serval can indeed drive, but not very well. <laughs> no. Uh, sadly, we do not then cut to footage of the Japari bus going over a cliff and exploding. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's the the most safe equivalent of that. She just smacks the wheel with her little pawed-up hands. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, I would argue that Toonsis is a better driver because Toonsis always has his paws on the wheel. 
<laughs> Whereas yeah. Serval is just well, kind of lightly pawing at the wheel. It's pretty cute. Well, it's 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 been established that Serval does not quite grasp how uh, hands fingers yes. no quite. She's working on it. Well, I mean, as per Probably. last week, she didn't, or well, I guess a couple weeks ago, she didn't also quite grasp how vehicles worked. <laughs> yes. Well, you can't blame her for well, that. Then. She's. This is the first one she's ever she's seen. Yes, and she decided to drive it. Yes. <laughs> because that seemed like a good idea. So indeed, they crash, they end up crashing somewhat lightly into a bunch of logs, which then domino, uh, down on each other and knock a larger pile of logs into the, uh, into the river, or into the lake. Oh, Oops. the animation on those logs is just so wonky. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, I bet that's a lot harder to pull off than it looks. Yes. Well, yeah, because cause you're trying to avoid clipping and trying to get a sense of weight. It, it's hard, but th- then it's from it's a pure side view, so they look like regular dominoes, but they're just logs. It, it, a slight angle on it might have made it a little bit better and less wonky. No, this is what you get. <laughs> and so we are going to need a log driver. Cause he goes burling down, down white water, log drives Wall Street. I'm sorry, I'm the only Canadian here. Yes. Oh, am I gonna have to layer that song? Oh, you might. But speaking of Canadians, uh, we, it's time to meet the beaver. <gasps> Yay! Yes. Well, you say Canadian, but it's explicitly, explicitly an American beaver. That means North American. Yeah. Yes, yes. It is our national symbol. You guys can Jeez. talk however you like when you get to the <laughs> the bald eagle, assuming there is one. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say... There, there is one. I don't know if it ever shows up, but there is one. Unless it's in the background, I don't think so. That... Yeah. that we, we, don't, we only get a couple of birds. Beaver is like the most relatable character I have encountered in any oh. anime ever. <laughs> oh, some... The beaver is just consumed by anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She wants to make oh. a log house, and she got all the logs together, but she's terrified if she starts it, she's going to ruin it all, so she's been sitting there for a few days, just not starting it. Yeah, she's got some I, serious I executive that, yeah. dysfunction. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Be- Beaver's all sad, and Serval's ashamed, because she knocked it over, and she- she's in the traditional Japanese pose of, um, like, oh, what would you call it? Shame, I guess, sitting on your knees and bending forward. Uh, it's the um, it's um, cow cowing. I know what it's called. I just forgot. Um, it's um, seiza, the seiza position. That's when they either sit on their knee, they sit on their knees with their feet tucked underneath, and it's that formal thing you do when you're in a kimono, mm-hmm. and it's very uncomfortable to do for an extended period. Oh of time. yeah, I I don't know how. Well, I guess in Japan they start doing it when they're little. I cannot do it for like more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I will also note that the beaver is also excessively polite, so it's definitely Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of that going around in this episode. Yes. A lot of politeness this episode. Yes. I don't I don't know how well it comes across if you're not familiar with Japanese dialogue extensively, but both beaver and the other one talk in almost outrageously polite. Aww. It's, it's actually hilarious. I mean, if... Uh... In totally different ways. In totally different ways. Like Beaver is incredibly deferential to everybody. Yeah, to uh, like just uh, just to make an American animation uh, comparison, they're kind of like the Goofy Gophers. 
<laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a deep cut. I like it. Yeah. I always had a, uh, se- I always had a soft spot in my heart for the goofy gophers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, she, uh, you know, she, and, uh, in another, mis- did we get another reference to the mysterious professor? Yes. Yes. Who yes. I have just decided is Professor Herbert Wyndham, the high evolutionary. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> probably well, accurate. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, what, uh, probably not accurate, but no. I mean, if it's not a guy in pink Jack Kirby armor who makes a bunch of animal people do medieval times cosplay, I will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> um, you're gonna be very disappointed if you expect any guys here. There will be requests required, but uh, we'll see that when we get there. Okay, then. I like Professor. Professor is good. Professor is great. Yeah, so uh, apparently she she bartered with the Professor uh, via Japari buns to get the right kind of logs. Yes. So, so uh, yep. adhering to the whole you break it, you bought it, um, <laughs> they decide uh, to take Beaver with them to uh, drive and, and find some more logs. And, uh, and Beaver, uh, the Beaver is very impressed with their conveyance. And, you know, she's also yes. explaining that, you know, she's going to build this house, and th- none of them are entirely certain what a house is. Also, I, I just want to point out, she's got uh, the picture of a log cabin in a plastic bag, so she can have it underwater. Yes. I thought that, yes. <laughs> that was a yes. nice detail. <laughs> she's and also, I am kind of digging her uh, sleeveless jacket uh, crop top look. Yes. It's, oh, she's yes. adorable. It's weird. It's like, I don't know, the, the black and, and the orange and yellow kind of remind me of old Ski-Doo colors for some reason. Hmm. Or, or the yeah, snow she's... deer kind of things. But, like, her vest is overly baggy with no sleeves and cleavage yeah. Well, she should be wearing a shirt, but she forgot the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. At least I assume. She's wearing, like, a fur choker. Yes. 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 That's adorable. And she has one hairband. I've never quite understood that. One hairband? Oh, the the two little, the hair clip thing? Yes. Yeah. Which, um, that's her teeth. Yeah, they represent her Oh, I did <laughs> yes. not get that at all. Yeah, m- most of the hair designs of, of the animal friends, like their representative, uh, like, well, the ibis was like the beak and the wings. Well, and the, and the hippo had like the teeth mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. But I assumed she just had like... Because, I mean, because we see her doing chewing with her actual people teeth. Yeah, which is strange. Yes. And I mean, I guess but, but, it, uh, well, she might have a reason for not having a belly button, I guess. We don't know exactly where these, uh, that is are a very good from. point. Yeah. Um, I can, I can explain oh, that. Okay then. Is it spoiler? Right. <laughs> Unless this is a spoiler. I, well, um, I don't. It's not really discussed in the show. Mm. Not quite. The details really. are not discussed in the show, no. It's relevant towards the end, but it's not like it's not something that they sit down and explain at any point. So yeah, yeah, give it to them because it's real basic, and yeah, it's not played. Well, the basic idea is that volcano with all the sparkly stuff coming out. Uh That stuff is the sand star, right? Uh Well, when when sand star touches uh, an uh, either a living creature that that there's some restrictions, it has to be a vertebrate. Um, does not have to be a mammal, but it does have to be a vertebrate. Okay. Ah, right, so no insects, good. no insects, no fish. Well, fish are vertebrates. Um, but it can well, well cartilage. The, it, really. it, it, 
they're yeah, fish are not counted as, as okay. birds. They're different. Um, it can be, but it can be aquatic mammals. It can be lizards, uh, reptiles. All right. Um, if it touch it, if that if a sand, piece of sand star touches a living creature, a piece of organic matter that used to be part of a creature, or the remains of a non-living creature. It is possible it can form a friend. Mm-hmm. It's not guaranteed. Mm. Oh, I did not guaranteed. That friend will have some memories of its previous yes. existence, as you've discovered. Yeah, with the eyes. Yes. And but otherwise is an entire, essentially an entirely new organism. It is not that previous animal. However, it is related to it. You can maybe consider it like a child of mm-hmm. that organism, mm. maybe. And this work and, and this works weirdly for fossils as well. So you get occasional very strange yes. things like an aurochs. I was going mm. to suggest yes. cryptids as well. Apparently, yes, we don't the cryptids. We don't know where the cryptids <laughs> come from. I, that was all. That was always left deliberately mysterious in the original materials. <laughs> they just they 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 existed. No one knows Ooh. where the Tatsunoku comes from. They just know that oh, it showed up one day. Silly Dinobot. Um, <laughs> A lot of this was established in the game that was running, and the uh, there was a manga that ran that took place, I believe, before the game took place. Because the, oh. the game covered the uh, emergence of the emergence of the Ceruleans. The game was about mm-hmm. fighting off the Ceruleans, and the manga took place before that. And the Tatsunoko we meet in the anime has been around since that that um, manga. Oh, I really have some to get of the, the manga other now. some of the other um, friends. Similar friends appear in the game and the and the manga, but are not necessarily the same friend. Like there's a serval mm-hmm. in the game, is not the serval that we uh-huh. have here. Different serval. Yeah, there, there's a serval in every version. It's presumably a different serval. Mm-hmm. We I'm not certain if it's established that the the manga serval is different from the game serval, but the anime serval is definitely different from the game serval. Simply, if only going by what they know. Mm. Yeah. If it was the game serval, they would know uh-huh. a lot more than they do. Mm. And there's some others, and they, they, friends of similar animals, of the same animal, tend to have similar traits, even if they're not the same person. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they'd, they'd have sort of the same, you know, animal instincts, but they yeah. would have disparate personalities. Yeah. The other thing worth mentioning is that if a friend is absorbed by a cerulean, their kimonoplasm will be absorbed and they will be returned to the form of the animal they were originally. And if if that happens, they cannot become a friend again. Oh, I did not know that. No. I, I knew and about so, the, the cerulean turning them, or not making them a friend anymore, but I didn't yeah. know any other This details. is so cute and friendly. Mm. I'm scared of these stakes suddenly <laughs> being presented. <laughs> So if this was if it was one who was created from like a uh, the bones of an extinct animal, would they be returned to a living copy of that animal, or would they go back to being bones? I, I don't know. That's actually mm-hmm. a really good question. Yeah. I don't know if that was ever established. I don't know if it's covered in the books because I can't I can't actually entirely read mm. the books. I can grasp some information, and I know translations from other people, but I don't know all the details. But as far as I know, that has never been discussed or possibly never happened. Mm. So anyway, they've they've driven out to find more trees. Uh, en route, we uh, we get to look at some other animal homes. Uh, 
Some, a nest built by the long-tailed tit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and a nest, uh, built, or, and like a, like some sort of nest built by the megapode, which I looked up and is kind of like a tropical chicken. Also, it, it mentioned, uh, okay. Lucky Beast's description mentioned males, and I was like, what's a male? Yeah, that is an excellent <laughs> question. Oh, that's, that's the other thing. Um, yeah. All friends are female. Even if, even if created from a male animal, they are, the friend will be ah, female. Ah, okay. Oh, so it effectively is a Jurassic Park thing. Yeah. They are, they are, friends are essentially like by definition female. Like that's the, like part of the definition of what they are. And I guess in the case, in this, in this Jurassic Park, you actually can heed Jeff Goldblum's advice and go check their skirts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but you that's, should not. No. That's rude. No. Also, I heard something about Serval not actually being fully like modeled under there. So, I mean, that's probably for the best. Yeah, the um, yeah. There's a couple shots. I think an episode one where she's jumping around, where you can her legs just sort of end in like in the <laughs> vicinity of her skirt. Oh. So they they found the right uh, they found the right trees, but they are not alone. As uh, this area is also full of extremely hazardous holes, which have been dug by the prairie dog, who is just a straight up crazy person. <laughs> She's just very well. You see, if Beaver is has anxiety, then Prairie Dog has yes. um, hyperactivity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even more so. Than Even Serval. worse than Serval. <laughs> Oh, like the the scene where uh, what was Beaver saying that Serval was getting smacked with the paper airplanes in her mind? Oh. She was talking about being agoraphobic. Oh yeah, maybe. It's talking about not like. And also, they were also talking about how you know she had the instincts to build things, but she had to learn because her her new body was too large. Yeah, for them. she wanted to make a much smaller house, yes. but she wouldn't fit in it, so she had to make a house big enough yes. for her new body. Yes, and that's that's kind of the, the the sort of unspoken horror of this is these animals unprepared for these strange human bodies. <laughs> <Poor> things. <laughs> yeah, well, they sort of had a discussion about that with um, Ibis. Yeah, that that came up right. a little bit, but yes, this is another one. This at this point, it's a lot more yes. like this is a sad thing rather than that's weird and possibly a little unsettling. And now it's just like actually. <laughs> You know, you you really feel for them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they uh, the prairie dog is stuck in one of these holes. She immediately accuses they they pull her out. She immediately accuses them of burying her alive. <laughs> yes. Which, uh, as we learn from the <laughs> interstitial, uh, we called up a somewhat confused zookeeper to talk about this uh, segments uh, is a thing that prairie dogs actually do. Yes. Yeah, it was um colony collapse or something like that. Well, like I mean they'll they'll collapse the tunnels of like rival prairie yes. dogs. Cuz you know oh. prairie dogs they're known for their their warfare. Oh, they're <laughs> And and so, you know, once once she does figure out that they in fact saved her, she rewards them all by giving them the prairie greeting, which is an uncomfortably <laughs> yes. long. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, this scene. Hey, shh. 
she asked first. They just yes. weren't entirely certain what they were no. going to do. <laughs> oh my god. Like, the, even if she mentioned the, a kiss, the she, they were probably expecting, like, a peck, whereas... Like, if any of them had gum to start out with, they don't have it now. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, I wouldn't imagine tongues evolved, but there, there's, there's a lot of wet, sloppy noises going on, and... Yeah. He just grabs the side of their serval's face and... Wum, 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 wum. I appreciated it. Huh? Uh, it's, it's it's so adorable. I, yeah. I mean, there's either tongue or she's draining their life <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> well, hey. Well, now Caban yes. and Serval know how it's done. Yeah. So they just have to try to figure it out later on. They've gotten their primer. Yeah, the Serval's all, all woozy after she gets kissed and then... And, and, <laughs> Caban blushes. Maybe, maybe she did suck her life maybe. force out. Yes, Caban is blushing. It's like, I understand. I understand these feelings. We don't actually see Barry Beaver's reaction, though. Huh. No. Kind of, scene kind of ends at that point. Oh, yeah, and uh, this, I have a general Japanese question here. I'm familiar with the the honorific San. I don't know what Dono yes. means. Yes. Ah, that's an excellent question. Uh, yes. Alright, so... Um, as we, as I mentioned before, both Beaver and Prairie Dog are talk with a lot of mm-hmm. for, with a very formal tone, mm-hmm. um, in a way that is actively unusual. Like you wouldn't hear people right. talk the way they talk. Um, Beaver has that extremely deferential tone where she's always apologizing, always basically putting herself down. While um, Prairie Dog speaks in like a way you might hear in a old samurai movie, mm-hmm. where She's yeah. the, not the samurai, but like the samurai's, you know, sidekick. The okay. person who's always like, uh, being respectful to the samurai, talking about how great the samurai is, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dono is an old honorific that is extremely respectful. When you call somebody Dono, you're like basically calling them your lord and master. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not something that is used at all in modern times. Hmm. Like, in an, in anime, you usually hear, fr- from lowest formality to highest, is generally chan for girls, kun for boys, um, san, which is your generic Mr., Mrs., just every average, everyday honorific, uh-huh. and then sama, which is highly respectful, not really used as much as in anime, but it shows up occasionally. <laughs> And then Dono, which is just outrageously, ridiculously formal. Well, there aren't, in, in real life, you don't have as many senpais who you need to notice you. Well, I mean, <laughs> senpai sh- shows up a decent amount because that, 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 des- yeah. that describes a, um, a school or workplace relationship. Right. But, um, in this, but like this, the way a prairie dog speaks is, and she speaks, um, what does she say? She uses um a lot of words that are unusual for modern talk. It's um she like she she sounds like she's in a samurai, okay. basically, or an, or or a, or a, or like a old ninja movie or something right. like that. It's just it's an unusual dialect yeah. to hear. I get what you mean. Uh, again, I suppose I would liken it to the goofy gophers using words like yes. indubitably, indubitably, <laughs> sort of similar yeah. to that. Sort of similar to that, yeah. I don't, I don't think the translation captured Prairie Dog quite as well as they did Beaver. They did a really good job capturing mm-hmm. Beaver, but Prairie Dog is the way she talks is just very hard to translate in a way that doesn't seem completely yeah. ridiculous. 
I mean, she's already pretty completely ridiculous. Yes. This, yes. this person is dangerous. And also Beaver, uh, there's a lot to the voice acting there where you can just tell how, you know, quiet and uh, self-criticizing. I actually, all I actually, I actually looked up Beaver's um, mm-hmm. actress uh, this time. I hadn't looked it up before because it has a million characters, so. I don't always, didn't always know what it was But, uh, she's actually a fairly prolific, uh, voice actress mm-hmm. at this point. Not one of the oh. big, big names in the show. But, um, she's got a decent amount of roles. Um, particularly she was a major character in a show called Aikatsu. That's a, um, long running, um, show for girls about, um, okay. idols. And she was the main character of the, Back hundred episodes of the original version of that, so that was around two thousand fifteen and sixteen. Well, okay, so I mean, Aikatsu, the original version of Aikatsu had um, just under two hundred episodes, and then Aikatsu Stars just ended at the hundredth episode. Whoa. It's been running since like twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Wow, Shimonis. Wait, so, is this the one that had CG dancing? Am I thinking well, a lot of them CG. This is the one where they um they 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 put cards on a machine and then run through the machine and it puts on their oh, idle clothes. Right, that, that one. The, the, and the, the CG started out like, and the uh, CG started out like looking worse than Komodo Friends, but by the end of the oh, first, yeah. se- end of the first series, it was like the most amazing CG available in d- television anime. It was ridiculous. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I was listening to her this time. I was like, man, she sounds familiar. So I looked her up and I realized that she had done some notable roles. Nice. So I don't. Prairie Dogs is less. I don't known. watch a yeah, lot of Yeah, most of the cast anime. is like next to unknowns, except. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget what the big one was. There, there was one other character, actor, actress who done a lot. Um, there's a couple like a lot of them are minor, like very minor, but there's a couple big ones like um, Kaban herself is a fairly major actress named Uchida mm-hmm. Aya, who is in, who's in a lot of stuff uh, nowadays, and then um. Like Tatsunoko was um, a lady named um, Sawashiro Miyuku. Yeah, Sawashiro oh, that Miyuki. Was the she, she was all who is um, very famous, very well known. She's been doing voice acting for a long time at this point. Well, yeah, she was dubbed something in uh, Prime, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe you're about to disguise. I would not be surprised. This just reminds me of the time uh, over the holidays when my my sister and brother in law and two nephews were around and watching some super awful looking preschool show with like bad CG and monster trucks and something, and then it was like, holy crap, that's Nolan North. <laughs> that's Kevin Michael Richardson. <laughs> this this actually has a voice cast. And it was just, I yeah. can't even remember the name of it. I'm pretty sure you would only remember the name of it if you have small children who watch it. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes people are just in weird things. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 show sort of has very minor ones, and then occasionally you'll just get the really big ones. Nice. So. So, um... She, uh, Prairie Dog has been digging a bunch of holes uh, that keep collapsing on her because she is also trying to build herself a home. Yes, again, two Prairie Dog specs without understanding that she cannot live in a Prairie Dog hole anymore. Yes. 
Well, not even that. She just has no plan. She just starts digging and keeps digging and digging and digging yeah. until things collapse on her. <laughs> uh, she seems to have a very poor understanding of the square cube. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I assumed this was going to lead to, you know, a, oh, these two don't get along because they're totally different. Uh, but instead, they are uh, totally head over heels for each other uh, as they are impressed that each one has what the other lacks. Yes. 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 Like, like together they make one functional person. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, isn't that like the uh, goal of most relationships? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is relationship goals. That sounds goals. good to me. Yeah, it's so good because, because the, the, they're massive extremes. Like half of my notes are like impulsive exclamation point, indecisive exclamation point, excited, depressed, tunnel collapse, log measuring. Gari, 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 Mine gari, are gari. so relatable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And mine, I think I must have had Warner Brothers on the brain because I just have notes about how Prairie Dog took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, and uh, Beaver keeps nervously chewing on bits yes. of log. She's just, yes. And that's that's what they end up doing because they need to get trees from where they find Prairie Dog. And she just chews down a bunch of trees with her face, even though she is a people yes. now. <laughs> that is not, they think they're people. Yes. Oh. <laughs> they actually are people. Which, that brings up the question, like, okay, so they're supposed to be normal girls with animal stuff and clothes stuck on them, but how the hell is she chewing down trees, like? Beaver well, teeth constantly grow and they have to gnaw down trees, otherwise they just keep getting bigger and bigger. So how the hell is she doing that with regular human teeth? I mean, it's the same way that the bird people fly without hollow yes. bones. Well, yeah. Oh, I that's mean, a fair point. I don't have an, I don't have <laughs> I an official explanation, but I have, I mean, I can provide a theory, but it's basically what Rob just said, that they, they're, they're not human, they're friends, and while they have human bodies, they have, they're stronger, as you may have noticed from Serval carrying the bus across the river. Oh yeah, the, the bus. Mm-hmm. And they also... Serval Stroke. This, also, this this is something that comes from the game that will kind of get brought up later, but not like mentioned. It'll just be some other friends will just do this. They can basically augment their, their strength. Uh-huh. They have the ability mm-hmm. to call on extra powers, and it just seems to be natural, like a, a natural thing they can do, so they don't actually think much about it. And I think that's what they're doing, is that they just don't, they don't really know they're doing this, and that's how they're able to fight the Cerulean and all that kind of stuff. They're calling upon the power of chewing down trees. That yes. is an important <laughs> power to have. Yes. If you need yes. to build a log cabin. So. And. Yes. Or, or in the case of Prairie Dog, uh, just like digging up the roots of trees yes. so they fall down. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly seems a lot more yeah. efficient. Yes. It, it, it's less accurate, but it, it is more efficient to take out the whole tree by taking out the ground, sort of. I mean, I guess you're going to have to cut those roots, roots off, cut off anyway. Yeah. So you might as well do it with your teeth while you're cutting it down. And also, it does make it easier to have it not fall on you. <laughs> yes. As uh, as Beaver demonstrates. And yes. Prairie Dog is very yeah, impressed it, by it. As it almost falls on Serval. So, you know, they, they get enough logs and, you know, they... they they take off, you know, you two are going to go your separate ways. You're going to build your, you got stuff to build your houses now. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Prairie Dog just keeps digging <laughs> holes, uh, aimlessly and 
Beaver is so anxious that she, you know, first makes a model of the house, uh, but before doing that, she oh, must make a model yes. of the model. <laughs> no, that, that's, yeah, cause, cause, like, Prairie Dog goes over to a field that's next to where, uh, Beaver wants to build her house, and Serval and Caban, yes, I did it say, right? Caban keep walking back and forth between the two as they're screwing shit up. It's like, oh, Prairie Dog buried herself. Oh, Beaver can't do anything. And then Serval gets, or Caban gives her the idea. It's like, build it, build a Chisai, a little tiny house, a model. Human model homes. Is it build that first? And then she, and she, yes, she builds a smaller model of the model. What, what is this? A log cabin for also, ants? Also, uh, Beaver does, uh, point out a very, uh, very important rule for carpenters. Measure twice, cut once. Yep. Except yes. for in curse it's measure 50 <laughs> times and yes. cut never. Yes. <laughs> However, this is pretty much my writing process. <laughs> and on oh, the flip yeah. side, Prairie Dog just keeps digging holes. She digs herself a Yamcha's dead hole <laughs> and lays yes, down in it. face down. It's like, uh, now, now she's the most relatable character. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually they just decide, why not both dot gif? Yes. yes. <laughs> You two are not functional apart. You must get together, build this house together, buy a Subaru, yes. get a cat. It's very important. Well, Serval's already there. They can adopt Serval. Yes. They sit them down on logs and have a little talk. Here, have a Japari bun. We'll talk this out and figure out what your problem is. Oh my god, each of you are horrible separate. No. Oh, but the, the blocking of this shot gets kind of weird because there's... One part near the end where, where, like, Beaver and Prairie Dog are on, on one log and Serval and Caban are on the other. And there's a shot of excited Prairie Dog and Beaver talking to each other and Serval's in the foreground and, like, you're seeing the back of her head as she's talking. It's just, that's, that's badly <laughs> done editing. I think it breaks the 180 degree rule of, uh, filming. Well, as, uh, as Ow. they point out later, it's, it's Caban who talks them into doing this because as they point out, she is the kind of animal that is good at thinking. <laughs> she's the kind of friend who's good at thinking. Yes! She's the kind of friend who's good at thinking. Which, I mean, I guess that's a fair enough assessment of humans. <laughs> It's at least a fair enough assessment so, of Caban. Yes. Maybe not yeah. all humans. But her at least. <laughs> so, so they build this cabin on a, uh, on an island. They build, uh, they build, um, they dig like a tunnel under the, uh, the lake to get to it. It's, it's very neat. Oh, yeah. Be- Beaver teaches Prairie Dog how to put supports in the tunnel so you don't die. Yes, so they don't <laughs> collapse on you. Beaver offers her engineering oh. advice. Yeah, it's one of a series of cutaways of like, Beaver says something like has a little model of something. Pan the camera over. Prairie Dog has already built it. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's um there. It, that that was kind of a bit I wanted to highlight because it, it I did get, it did get a chuckle out of me where you know uh, Serval is saying you know she kind of wishes she had somewhere to lounge around. So, um, Beaver produces like a, a miniature model of kind of like a like a sun ch- like a like mm-hmm. a deck chair. And, uh, she's all, oh wow. And then cut to, uh, Prairie Dog, who's already built this full-size yes. deck chair. It wasn't even a cut, it's it was a pan. It was a pan. It's just yeah. from off screen, she shows up with the fully built deck chair. 
that was an that was a very well, well done running gag. Yes, they did a good job. Sitcom. Of that. It's pretty great. So now finally they can live free of their own neuroses in this uh, in this yes. house by the lake. Yeah, a house with a tunnel, a tunnel that goes under the lake a bit, and then the house is on a little island, so they both have what they like, a tunnel and a log cabin. Because um, Beaver had a, I guess it was a brochure with a picture of a log cabin mm-hmm. on it. She had it in a Ziploc bag. Yes, she had it in a little plastic yes, bag. So she could take it underwater with yes. her. I, I assume it's an artifact from the before time. Yes. Seems like it. <laughs> yes, the long, long ago. And it was like her prized possession, because like, oh, I want one of these. I don't know yeah. what it is, so but I want one. <laughs> I want to make one. Did you did you notice yeah. that they built a front door onto their tunnel? Yes. Yes. Oh, and and the the there were servals inside, and they're oh, what is Prairie Dog opening it and saying hello, hello thing. again? I, I think it, yeah. I, I'm not sure Prairie Dog has object permanence. Yes. <laughs> that's that's probably fair. I I don't know. Yeah, because she opens it up. Wow. Closes it. Opens it up again. She's still there. Wow. <laughs> Closes it. Oh no. Servo's got a bit of that herself. Yeah. Yeah. Servo has issues. Poor kitty. So they uh they set off on their way. They've now got a a bench on the bus. And uh, we cut back to uh, Raccoon and was it yes. Fennec Fox? Fennec, yes. Ryan Fennec. Who are two episodes behind. Yes, they are back on the mountain with uh, the alpaca and the crested yes, ibis. Yes, singing. Uh, they're getting a cup of tea and uh, some terrible singing. <laughs> but better well, than it was. They seem to be enjoying it. But the raccoon is still seeking her treasure. Yes. I, I don't think we know what that is yet, do we? No, you do not know what it is yet. Is it some garbage? Because know. raccoons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a half full can of spiders. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and that's okay to eat because there aren't yep. any fish people. Well, Phoenix just along for the trip. She's just here keeping her girlfriend company. That's fair. That's all she's yeah, doing. Yeah, trying to keep her from falling she, off she the, is the She is the Groot yes. in this pairing. She, she was enjoying that tea. She liked that tea. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think they're even enjoying yeah. the bad singing. It's a nice view. It's good tea. It's some yeah. singing. Yeah. All right. With those with those ears, it must not the singing must must not be that bad to her. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're hearing. Maybe it's actually uh, you know beyond the human spectrum uh-huh. of hearing that yeah. it actually sounds great. Oh, uh, maybe. That, yeah, but they that, they have yeah, human yeah. ears and animal ears. It should be. Yeah. Extra if it's bad. Maybe you need the double harmonics. Yeah, maybe that maybe? that does things. I don't know. <laughs> we're we're digging, digging for explanations. Anyway, after the scene of, of Fennec and Raccoon having tea at their little mountain resort vacation, after Raccoon had to climb up, but Fennec took the bike, pedal <laughs> car, because <laughs> like dumbass, yeah, use the bike, uh, don't climb. We cut back to the road. Uh, you know, they're they're talking about how great a pair that Beaver and Prairie Dog were, and Combi. several say, "Hey, maybe, yeah. maybe we're also a Aww. great pair. <laughs> maybe we're also a cute couple." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, uh, they the bus screeches to a halt, and neither of them were wearing seatbelts. And they are confronted by a gang of what are these like bull people? I don't know. Or, well, oh, Aurochs. Yes, that's, yes, that's an or that's Aurochs. Uh, oh wow! The other one. 
and, and an um, oryx. I think it's. I think we also get a glimpse of rhino. <gasps> ah. Oh man, it's Paul Giamatti. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Anything but that. And Orox is looking distinctly military, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, this is, uh, we, they're sort of, they seem more unfriendly than any other characters we've encountered to this point. Yes. They, they seem some very hostile friends. Yeah. (sighs) They're, uh, they're no friends of mine. (laughs) The next episode is called War Zone. Oh, oh, geez, is it? (laughs) Yes. Is it? I was just making that up. uh, Hold on. Something like that. I don't remember. Uh, no, it is the plains. Ah, oh, the plains. But it is a war, so it, I, I'll tell you this, it is a war zone. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, this, uh, this suddenly took a turn, uh, for the, uh, the, uh, for the worse. <sighs> suddenly getting actual, like, serious conflict here. Yeah, which we, <laughs> most of the conflict up till now has been about getting a, a bus working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's important. Mostly conflict about getting places. Hey, yeah. You gotta, when you need to charge your battery, finding the charger is, like, the most important thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And so, yes, that uh, we get a little uh, more from our inexplicable cardboard penguins. Ah, yes, the, oh, penguins. the penguins. They're very cute. So, oh, the penguins, the penguins, um, the reason they're doing that is that the penguins plus Serval plus Raccoon and Finnick are kind of the main mascots of the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that group um, are the ones who sing the opening theme. Aha. Ah. So the um, the trio of Serval, Raccoon, and Finnick um, are sort of their own group, and then the Penguins are their own group, and then they team up to do the theme song. And the actresses actually... Um, do actually have done several stage shows of them in costume singing songs. Yes, oh. in costume. Wow, <laughs> which that, yeah. which is or, not um, is, that's not an unusual thing for anime. That's not an all unusual mm. thing for anime. Not really, but the, like that big of a group. Seems it, 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 it is a little large. Well, I mean, that's still. Like let's see. There's nine. five. There's five penguins and the three of them. So that's still one less than either of the um, Love Live groups. Uh, well, eight. yeah, but that that was they started as like games and things first, didn't they? Well, so did this. Oh, uh, fair point. But, I mean, but Love, 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 I mean, Love Life started out as a whole, you know, idol group thing. Multiple but it is, it is a little, that is, eight is a bit large for this sort of thing. It's usually the main, whatever the main girls of the production are. And usually that's yeah. three or four. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do the opening theme. The ending theme is um, by someone who's done nothing else, uh, a girl named, who goes by name Muon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought she did other stuff, but. She's Sandcat. Is she Sandcat? Yeah, oh, she's I didn't Sandcat. have. I didn't. Is she Sandcat? I like. Yeah, Sandcat. you're right. She is. She is. She is Sandcat. But she hasn't done anything else for any other show. She is a friend who is good at digging. Credits. I thought. Well, maybe she just doesn't do other anime. I thought she was a musician first, and they just. She might be. Well, A and N doesn't re- doesn't list any other anime roles for her. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah. And then um, the actual music. The um, guy who did the music uh, has done music for a few other shows. Although this was the first really major one. And then um, he actually did uh, music just this previous season for a show called um, Laid Back Camp, which was about girls camping. Oh! And if you yeah. if you watch it, you'll, you'll realize that it sounds, it, it sounds a lot like Komodo French. I get the music and the atmosphere. David pointed that series out to me because I had been talking about wanting <laughs> to go camping. 
It's very good. Yeah, it's adorable. I think you would like it a lot. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there have been quite a few camp. Like there was the mountain climbing one, but yeah, the camping mm-hmm. one's really good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. And then there's the then there's the Antarctica one. Oh, the inner, I, I got to catch up on that one too. But the, although the problem with my favorite tracking kimono friends, I doubt that's going to show up in the, something like that's going to show up at the camping anime. What is it? The battle theme? The fighting the Ceruleans theme. Yes. The yes. EDM music. Ooh. Yes. I love that song so yeah. much. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the, fight, the, uh, the camping, the camping shows music is a lot more like this episode's music. Very pastoral and relaxing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to fight things while you're camping. Uh, bears, Jason <laughs> Voorhees. Yeah. I, uh, I mostly those two things. Wolves. If you're far. Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> I think mostly they're fighting hunger and the cold. Oh, uh, that, that doesn't really lend itself towards dramatic battle music. No, not so much. All right. So that, uh, I believe should do it for this episode. Um, Please join us next month when we will uh, have a wide variety of uh, movies to choose from. Who knows what we'll yeah, end up um, doing? Star Wars? Well, that I think that doesn't come until like more the end of the month. Yeah, that's pretty close to the end of the month. I know. Ooh, so that because... might be June. Okay, so... May will likely be Infinity War and or Deadpool oh, 2. Right. I forgot about I, I forgot Infinity War. Well, I forgot what it was. Right, because coming. Infinity War is actually late <laughs> April. Okay. Is it? Okay. I thought Infinity War next. No, Infinity oh War is May fourth. They moved it up a week. Oh. Wait. Wh- wait. Why? Why is? Why is Star Wars not on May fourth? That is madness. May 4th. <laughs> I mean, possibly at this point, it won't be done by May fourth. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, that movie. I'm still looking forward to it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it but mostly for the space Cthulhu or whatever the crap that scene was. It's got some space Cthulhu. It's got some. I got some Donald Glover. Yes. Yep. Oh, oh, that coach. Yes, that oh, looks so why comfortable. Why don't they just make a? Why don't they just make a Londo movie? Oh, that is should. surprising. I presumably that's what they're gonna do next. I hope. Yeah, that's I mean, what I, I'm sure that's. I would rather have had that than the solo movie. Yeah. Yeah. This that does guarantee this one. I have Chewbacca in it though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chewie's nice, but fuck it, Londo. Londo having a harebrained scheme to try and get money. Anything can happen. It'd be fun. It actually makes more sense for the heist movie this apparently is. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm, I don't know why it needs to be a heist movie. Uh, because heist, heist movies are awesome. Are I love I loved heist movies. But it really, yeah, it really doesn't seem to fit Han Solo, though. Yeah. Also, I mean, I, I mean, that's his name. Man, I suspect the he's Millennium the guy Falcon. who's not. Although, I mean, I mean his name is Han movie, Solo, a, but he also spends... But they have spends... a movie called Solo that's all about getting a group together. <laughs> that's true. Although, admittedly, he's also <laughs> a guy named Solo who spends all of his time with another guy. Yes. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a loner, but everything we see him in, he's hanging out with at least one other dude, if not more people. Yeah, he's, he's more of a hand duo at the very least. Yeah. Also, the Millennium Falcon is all, like, nice and clean, and it just really makes you wonder, like, did he never clean anything in it after he got it? Like, because it's... Uh, I'm going to say yes. It's pretty grubby by, you know, the... I mean, for one thing, you know Chewbacca sheds. Well, yes, (laughs) there's that. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, like, most of the movie he should be smoking to explain why it works (laughs) the way it does. Yes. But I doubt that's going to be in a Disney movie. Oh my god, that place yeah. smells so bad. 
Just, oh, man, it's just, just uh, nothing but death sticks, day in and day out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, he, he, that guy really should have gone home and rethought his life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's something to look forward to in, in the future. And Infinity War, yay! Oh, which will probably be nothing but gushing praise, which is why we do these weird anime yes. episodes. Because <laughs> movies... And that's the thing is we're not going to talk about movies we don't want to talk about or, you know, that oh, we didn't enjoy. Yes. We, because I vetoed the, the, the bad one. There's the, the one I really don't want to see. <laughs> I, I don't know. The spectacle of it might just, I don't know. I've heard various <sighs> things. It sounds like it's not as bad as I'd feared, but it, it's something I do not want to go see. The best description, the most fitting description of Ready Player One that I heard was it's kind of like a modern day Goonies, which says everything I need to know about it because Goonies is kind of a shit movie. Well, what I heard, of, what I heard about it was everything it does, Sword Art Online did better, and that is the definition of damning. With <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. What about Log Horizon? No, nah, that. Ooh, well, I don't think it's anywhere near Log Horizon. I like Log Horizon. Oh, I gotta watch Log Horizon. Log but Horizon is very like, good. Th- there's two possibilities that could come out of Ready Player One th- that I see. Okay, either we're gonna be getting a lot the fun co-popization of movies, cramming so much shit in as possible to try and sell to everyone and being for no one, or light novels turned into movies. Which would probably make light novels better. <laughs> uh, wasn't um, wasn't uh, Edge of Tomorrow a light novel? It was. It was. Um, yes. Yeah. It was. It was a novel first, then it was a manga, and uh, yeah. All you need is kill. Yes. Yeah. That was a. That was actually a really they good movie. I repeat. I had not yeah. read it or watched the movie. <laughs> Pretty decent. And even if you don't like Tom Cruise, yeah. he dies many times. <laughs> yes. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that. The, the manga was good. The movie was good. Not great, but it was a fun movie experience. Hmm. But I haven't bought it on DVD because I don't care about watching it. Again. <laughs> I mean, unless I want to see well, Tom I... Cruise die over and over. But... Anyway, I'd I'd like to once again uh, thank Kel for uh, for joining us. You were an invaluable presence on this episode, and you've taught us a great deal that we did not know. Yeah, it, hopefully it, it I'll was get an, less wrong. It was an honor. Thank you. And uh, now you don't have to yell at David anymore. <laughs> well, I'm sure this. I'll find something else. Yes, I've yelled at him plenty over the however many years I've yes. known. Him. <laughs> See, if nothing else, I can. Join our other friend in yelling at him to actually watch anime. Yes. <laughs> I, I I've been well, I've been bad for the past few years. This season, I I started things. I just haven't finished shit in a while. Uh. Let's see. All you gotta do is just you just start the episode, and then twenty three minutes later, it's over. And then you do that again. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that, that, well, that's part of the thing. I like I like to binge in chunks of like three or four episodes. So I get behind so I can watch more, and then I just get so far behind that the next season has started now. I know that pain. I know that pain a lot. Yeah. Ah, uh, the Netflix effect. All right, so until... Anywho, oh, this is... So until next time, I would also like to thank all of our Patreon uh, supporters. Uh, what you What you kick in makes this possible, and... Uh, you know, if there's anything, uh, anything more you'd like from us, please let us know. We'll, uh, you know, 
we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we don't have to watch good movies all the time. Recommend weird things. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David. Goodbye, Kel. Bye. Say goodnight, Kel. Good night. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.